Welcome to Ski Talk with Calvin Corgan. In this episode, we will be taking a break from the news and taking a deep dive at looking at how corporations are changing the landscape of skiing as we see it today. Our first article comes from the Globe and Mail, a newspaper in Toronto, Canada. The article was published in December of 1996. The article describes the change in the Whistler Blackcomb Resort along Copper Mound when Vail Corporation bought the two resorts. The article describes the pushback from the locals as they saw their locally owned family mountain being sold to a big corporation. The locals were not pleased with the sale. These views have been shared many times since as other corporations have started to buy out independent resorts from coast to coast. The article also describes how Vail Resorts plan to spend $560 million to upgrade its two resorts over the next few years. The article also describes how Vail Resorts was planning on spending over $560 million to upgrade Whistler Blackcomb and Copper Mountain over the next couple of years to make good on their promise to improve the resorts for the better. The article also states that Vail Resorts was under investigation by the United States federal government as a result of the purchase of Whistler Back Home Resort and Copper Mountain. The federal government stated that the transaction had possible antitrust problems. Our second story comes from the New York Times from March of 2007. The article describes how Killington Resort was bought by the Powder Corporation for $83.5 million from the American Skiing Corporation, who had owned Killington since 1996. That same year of 2007, the Power Corporation had bought the neighboring much smaller Pico Mountain, where a mere six lifts serves 50 trails. The article also covered the third sales announcement by American Skiing Corporation this year, where the company announced it would be selling its Aditash Resort in New Hampshire and its smaller southern Vermont properties, Mount Snow and Haystack Mountain. Aditash and Mount Stowe were sold together for $73.5 million to Peak Resorts International, and Haystack Mountain went for $5 million to Tyringham Ridge Incorporated. Our third article comes from a December 1996 edition of Newsweek. The article describes how the ski industry has gone from small family-owned local resorts to transitioning to larger corporation-owned resorts. Little did the author know that this was just the start of the game of musical chairs with ski resorts. Only if the author knew that this musical, this game of musical chairs would become more prevalent and repetitive. The article also discusses the decline of American ski resorts and the gimmicks that resort owners tried to do to get customers in the door. Quote, since 1961, the number of North American ski resorts has fallen from 1,000 to 519. Skiing is a flat business these days, even with the rise of snowboarding, parabolic skis, and the introduction of the ski bike. It's a skit. It's a mountain bike. It doesn't have any brakes. The author also discusses that the new moguls have their consolidations to do with two things, to reduce cost and to attract new customers. Since french fries and snowcats are cheaper on a grand scale, and marketing and operations are too, they can be merged. Their second goal is a little bit trickier. To compete with Club Med and cruise lines, ski areas can no longer merely 
be an uphill transport business, said Rachel Biderman of the Colorado Ski Country USA. That demands a total winter experience, unquote. Now, I completely agree that this consolidation is becoming a game of musical chairs. Over the past 20 years, we've seen many corporations buy and sell resorts. Most notably, over the 20 years, we've seen the sale of Killington three times, once from American Ski Corporation to Powder Resorts, and then Powder Resorts selling itself to Peak Resorts. Welcome to Ski Talk with Calvin Corgan. And though we will be taking a break from the news and taking a deep dive at looking at how... 